presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers and Ragumino Volin. It's Wednesday. We'll get through everything you need to know about last night's elections. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Before President Joe Biden left for Europe six days ago, he told House Democrats, quote, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that the House and Senate majorities in my presidency will be determined by what happens in the next week. With an action on infrastructure, heading to COP26 with no congressional backing for his climate proposals, and potential defeats in one or more crucial elections on Tuesday, that would make everything worse. Biden may have been more prescient than we thought. Here's the thing. Biden may have mattered more than Trump and Glenn Youngkin's triumph over Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. According to exit polls, Biden was about as unpopular as Trump in Virginia, but Biden embraced the race as a referendum on his presidency and campaigned in the state while Trump, to his great annoyance, was persuaded to stay away. There's an incentive by the progressive left and the Trumpist right to exaggerate the importance of Trumpism to Youngkin's win. The left would like to think that Fox News-inflamed culture war issues like critical race theory were a silver bullet. Trump would like us to believe that he is somehow responsible for shifting the state from a 10-point loss last year to a 2-point win Tuesday night. But Youngkin had to overcome Trumpism more than he had to rely on it. He ran a campaign that was a throwback to pre-Trump republicanism, coded racial appeals to working-class white voters, combined with technocratic conservatism, focused on education, low taxes, and government efficiency by way of TV ads and rallies. For what it's worth at his rallies, Youngkin's appeals about having a human answer the phone at the DMV was a big applause line. The two-track strategy worked. Trump lost the Virginia suburbs 45 to 53, while Youngkin won them 53 to 47. Jesse Hunt, spokesman for the RGA, told Playbook, quote, We're finding out the Democrats were renting these voters, not buying them. In fact, in rural Virginia and among non-college whites, Youngkin racked up even bigger margins than Trump, according to exit polls. Trump won rural Virginia 52 to 46 last year. Youngkin won it 64 to 36. Trump won non-college whites 62 to 38. Youngkin won those voters by a whopping 76 to 24. Youngkin's pivot to the center was successful, but his quiet feeling of the Trump base seemed to pay even bigger dividends. And on Tuesday, Biden's approval rating was the lowest of its presidency, 42.8%. Here's a question. How will Hill Democrats respond to the shellacking? Tuesday's results weren't even official before they added something new for Democratic progressives and moderates to feud about. A congressman from New Jersey speaking for the mods about the results there, quote, Fucking disaster down ballot and way too close at the top. Not enough excitement at the top of NJ ticket. Biden, COVID, etc. No accomplishments. Should have passed infrastructure a month ago. A top eight to house progressives on the McAuliffe defeat. Quote, it's absurd to blame progressives for Virginia. A, this was a culture war election, not about federal issues. B, Terry McAuliffe is a centrist. C, if you want to fault DC, fault the tiny group of conservative Dems who intentionally blocked childcare, prescription drug reform, universal pre-K, and paid leave all fall. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting at the White House. At 1.35 a.m. Eastern Time, President Joe Biden arrived back at the White House. At 1 p.m., Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will receive the president's daily brief. The COVID-19 response team and public health officials will brief at 1.45. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. today to continue votes on nominations. The House will meet at noon today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. 
That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety.